What's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pull Up and Chat Podcast. Juan, yeah. and, and my boy Vic over there. What's going on, brother? Good, good. Looking forward to this episode, the final episode of 2020, the year that just won't end. Um, you know, and I say that jokingly because, yeah, obviously it's been a tough year, but I think it's also a year that's made us made us appreciate things a lot more. And so, um, you know, it's a chapter that's worth closing. But man, it took us a while to get here. Yeah, man, I'm excited. You know, we're closing the door to a year. That's been rough, all right? It's been tough. To, to say the to, least. Yeah, man, it's been tough, but it, there's always something about the beginning of a new year. It's a new chapter. Right. Um, symbolically, we could set, you know, reset um, just everything, man. So I'm yeah. excited for this new year, 2021. Definitely. Same um, here, man. And I'm just looking forward to continuing to record with you, my brother. <laughs> Definitely, man. Keep growing this podcast. Keep... Um, sharing our opinions, sharing our thoughts, you know, and um, engaging with people and hopefully giving people something to talk about. You know what I mean? Talking about, you know, continuing to do what we're doing, right? We have a new addition to the family. Yes, we do. Roadcaster yes. Pro. Um, it's a, it's a brand new board. It's a beautiful toy. A lot of things to play with here, man. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to playing around with this. Obviously, every time you talk, we'll just go ahead and, you know, that's that's what I'm gonna feel about your takes, and every time I talk, right? That's what's gonna happen, right? Every time I talk, this is all you are gonna hear, right? Yeah, yeah, cause you're a hater, but it's all right. My my takes, people still gonna know my takes are fire, so you know. But I'll let I'll let you do your thing. I'll let you do your thing. Uh, you done? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun, bro. I I love the addition, bro, and we're gonna have some fun with this. So. Um, looking forward to it. But let's get started, right? We're going to talk about the NFL MVP award. We're going to get into that. You're obviously going to be wrong about that, but we'll get to that. And we'll we're going to talk about, about the beginning of the NBA season, December 22nd. Right. The beginning of the NBA season, bro. There's just something weird about that. I'm still not used to so, that. But it's here. I'm 2020 in a nutshell, man. Another dude. Jeez, but it's here. It's here. So, absolutely. But we're going to start off with. You know, recapping the second to last week of the NFL, week 16, we're almost at the end. We pretty much know, you know, obviously what teams, what they're bringing, you know, you know, into the playoffs. We know who's who. So I want to get right. your takeaway. Obviously, we're ending week 16. What are, what were your takeaways in this week in the NFL? I mean, the first one to me I'm going to start off is on a personal level because of, you know, my team and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, everything that they've been going through. So to see them after going from a, you know, what was supposed to be a perfect season, to see them just cascade over the last three weeks, losing three weeks in a row, it was um, it was great to see them, you know, kind of stop the bleeding, for lack of a better term, and right the ship, at least, you know, for this week, against a good Indianapolis team, you know. So it wasn't like they just picked up on some scrubs or whatever. So they finally stopped that losing streak. Big Ben had a hell of a game going 34 of 49 for 342 yards, three touchdowns, and more importantly, um, no interceptions. Um, he was flinging it. He was getting it downfield, which he, which he wasn't doing the last couple of weeks. So to see them kind of like just be able to bounce back, hopefully is a sign of things to come. It was obviously important to get some of those wide receivers back, and I know they got a few more people on the defensive side that they need to get back, but at least they stopped it. And they're on the winning side. Um, so, the, so that's definitely a plus for me. Uh, the second thing that I found very, very interesting, because this happened twice, I believe in the last two or three weeks, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Um, or more specifically, Brian Flores, the head coach, benching his, you know, star draft pick quarterback in Tua Tangavailoa. I think I, I'm saying that right. Um, and going to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And so not because of injury, but because I, apparently he feels like, you know, there's moments where, where Fitzpatrick gives him the best chance of winning. And to be honest with you, credit to him to be able to do something as bold as, as sitting your, your quarterback oh, really? in the middle of a game. Cause yeah. not, 
Most people don't do that, you know, but in the first time when he did it, they just came up short. This time it actually played, um, paid off because Fitzmagic came in, you know, put up, what was it, 9 of 13, 182 yards, and more importantly, a touchdown. Which was, more than, gave him the, which was more than Tua had the whole game that he was in. Yeah, Tua, 17 of 22 with just 94 yards. And so, I mean, it obviously lends itself to a lot of question whether they got it right with Tua or not. But, hey, credit to him to being able to do some, you know, in-game adjustments and just pull the trigger, you know, despite whatever anybody may think of him. So I give him credit. Hopefully it works out and that doesn't become a source of contention inside that locker room. But kudos to him. And then the third thing, and I kind of want to take my time with this one a little bit. If you oh, if you indulge a minute. Um... Coming into like this year, in the previous few se- uh, few seasons, um, me among other people, I think that watch football, always believe that you know that a team like the Cleveland Browns would would be the Cleveland Browns. In other ways, what can go wrong would go wrong with them. Um, so I find it somewhat poetic and ironic that in a loss in which they lost their last game, they essentially handed off that title, what can go wrong, will go wrong, to the New York Jets. Because the New York Jets, as everybody knows, What a twist. Were losing. Were losing every single game. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they were on the verge of being in the record books as one of those teams to go 0-16. But the light of the at the end of the tunnel was, well, you're gonna get the number one pick. You are potentially gonna be drafting Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback that everybody thinks is like the best quarterback in the last four or five years to come out of college, and uh, let's say the savior that was gonna turn your team around. And then the New York Jets decided to win, to first of all win um, a few weeks ago and essentially lose or be in a tie with the Jaguars to for for that number one pick. And in beating those same Cleveland Browns, now essentially clinch themselves out of the number one pick. <laughs> and so all that losing was not only for nothing, but it's like, it's so ironic that that is, in winning, they actually hurt their future more than anything. And so for me, I just found that as sweet poetic justice and irony all rolled into one, that a team can win and it actually lose. So that, that those were my takeaways from week, week 16. And I want to, and I want to give them credit, you know, like not that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I wanted to give them credit because they won back-to-back weeks against two good teams. They beat the Rams, right? right? They beat the Rams who are fighting for the NFC West title. Um, and they beat the Cleveland Browns who are also fighting for the division title. So, like, right. they, they're going out there and, and and they're competing. They're not just giving up. For, to, that's to the players. I want to give them credit because they're actually trying right. to go out there and compete. Right. But it's like, man, like, you blew your shot. Everyone, yeah. you know. Everyone was fighting. The teams at the bottom were fighting to get that number one pick. Because as you said, Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. You know, he's like one of those kind of guys. You know what I mean? Like the guy, right. he, can, he can get it done. He has a great arm. He's, he's a great quarterback, right? So right. You're, you're, that's, that should be your goal. Yet, as you said, somehow, someway, they, <laughs> they always screw it up. They're, they're, they're the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. Right. That that's what that's what it seems like. And it's like, right. you know, as, as much as I want to give you credit for beating two good teams, you screwed yourself up because you weren't yeah. supposed to win. Right. You blew your yeah. chance. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. So you're going to have yeah. to take somebody else who you weren't who you, who you didn't want to take or you're going to have to stick with Sam Darnold. One of the two. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So they, they screwed themselves up. So I'm with you there. Um, yeah. One of my other points um. Obviously, it's the uh, the Steelers. You, as I said, I agree with you. They they won the AFC North. It wasn't looking pretty, right? It wasn't looking right. good. Receivers dropping balls left and right, and but they got it done. You know, against a good defense in the in the Colts. That's a good team. That's a good team out there. 
They're also fighting for their division. So it's not like they were just playing against someone who didn't have something to lose. They're fighting right. for their division as well. So you got to give them props for, you know, after having a couple of bad weeks, now picking it back up. All right, let, let's, let's pick our head ups. They have an experienced head coach in Mike Tomlin who, you know, is a great head coach, is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. They got their heads up and they competed against uh, uh, someone who they might meet in the playoffs. So I want to give them credit for that. Um, and the Seahawks, bro, that's a team that not many people were talking about. All they were, right. all they would be talking about was the defense. Defense sucks. Um, they're giving up a whole bunch of yards, a whole bunch of points. You know, at one point, Russell Wilson was the MVP of the, of the league, and then he just dropped, had a couple bad games. Oh, look at the Rams. They're coming, and they beat the Rams, right? So now they, they've clinched the, the NFC West. Um, so I want to give them props. And my last point, I feel like I'm doing this every single week because I got to do it, man. I got to do it. It's like I was telling Kenneth, right? I was talking to Kenneth, one of our friends um, today, and I was telling him, he's like, yo, like on Twitter, you've become like this crazy Tom Brady apologist. And I'm like, that's they're, they're forcing me to do that. Twitter is forcing <laughs> me to do this, all right? Because you, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I might be a conspiracy theorist at this, at, on this point right here, but I don't know if it's bots, right, that are just commenting on this. And, and it's like they're trying to engage or just trying to bring up the numbers. I don't know what it is, but you'll always find someone trying to trash Tom Brady. So I have to come to his defense. I got to do it, all right? I stopped being a Patriots fan for a while, and I got to come to Tom Brady's defense. My boy set okay. the franchise record at 43 years old for, the, for another franchise, 36 touchdowns. Right. At 43 years old, like, my my, come on, man! Like, there's no conversation, and out there, I know in the media out there, they were trying to have a conversation about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, who's the real goat. No, Tom Brady's a goat. There's no conversation, all right? There is none. And Victor, you better not even try to go there, all right? Because we don't have enough time for that on this episode. <laughs> I want to give my boy credit. They're in the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. For yeah. the first time in 12 years, Tom Brady has led this team to the playoffs. Meanwhile, the Patriots are, well, 6-8 and eight and out of the playoffs. So, come on. Right. It's like enough is enough with the criticism of this guy. All right? Just give him the credit he deserves. All right? Give him the praise he deserves. He's the freaking greatest quarterback of all time. I won't say the greatest football player of all time. I don't agree with that. Um, but he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, what else does he need to prove? And people are still going out there saying he, need, he, need, he has to prove this or prove that. He has nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. No, I agree with you there. You know, he's somebody who's earned his um, his merits. Obviously, this year there were a lot of doubts because obviously, you know, at some point time is going to win um, because oh, yeah. time is undefeated, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I yeah. think people are just wanting Like every everything else in sports, you know, sports talk, everybody wants to be the first person uh, to call it, you know what I yeah. mean? And so, but props to him. I mean... And what I wanted, you know, and what I wanted was... <laughs> I wanted them right. to get that fifth seed. It was so important to get that fifth seed because yeah. they're facing. If they if they remain, there's one more week left. If they stay there, um, they're gonna face off against. You you, you guessed it, right? The NFC least. So that's either right. the Redskins and the Cowboys who came out of nowhere, right? They yeah, lost know, their quarterback. Right? Their running back sucks. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're coming out of nowhere. And now they're tied for first place. So the the Bucks are gonna be facing. Either the Redskins or the Cowboys, like that's a that's a bye week, bro. Like that's a right. bye week. So it's like that's hey, why I wanted them. <laughs> cocky, don't get cocky, don't get cocky, man. Especially like if that. Let me rejoice. That, uh, that Washington defense comes around, man. That Washington defense ain't no joke. We'll take. I know they is not that great, but that defense is pretty good. You see, you see what my boy just did, right? He threw for no, over three hundred yards, four touchdowns in the first half. Mm, come on he, now. He, thing and I'm not taking it away from him but also to be fair you know before I change this up <laughs> completely on you him setting the franchise record for the Tampa Bay Bucks isn't that great considering that their best quarterback is probably Trent Dilfer so um, wow. you know that's, I mean so like let's 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 keep some perspective. It, but is, no, a big, it is a big <laughs> deal because we have to. We have to. You know, obviously, what was the conversation? He's too old. Oh, I know. I, I do. I, I get it. I, I'm joking with you, but no, your I know, boy, I know, I know, I know. Something 
to be throwing 20 touchdowns, hell, to be playing at that age is an accomplishment in, of, in and of itself. And he's kind of doing his thing. And Tampa Bay, you know, did a better job of doing their thing than obviously New England did of doing theirs. Surrounding, surrounding him with talent. They didn't do it. Absolutely. Yep. So let's keep it moving, but let's stay in the football conversation. As you mentioned at the top, you know, um, yeah, there are a few names being thrown in the race from like Derrick Henry to, um, I mean, obviously Aaron Donald is someone who's always in the conversation. But the reality is when it comes to the MVP in the football season, right now it's a two-horse race. And so it depends on where you come from, how you how you view the thing. But most people are either calling Aaron Rodgers the MVP, other people are calling Patrick Mahomes the MVP. Yeah. And so I want to get your take, your wrong take, making oh the argument God. why who you think is going to win the MVP and why. And then I'll tell you why you're wrong. All right. Go you for know it. what? First of all, you're copying me because I mentioned this in the beginning of the episode. I'm, I was I wanted to hear your point because I know you're going to be wrong about this. You're just trying to be you're being a contrarian right now. That's all you're doing. All right, brother, because you're <laughs> wrong and you know it. So here it is. And I, obviously, I don't want to bash Patrick Mahomes like outside of stats. He's the one guy I would take over any quarterback to lead my franchise moving forward. All right. Right. He's the guy I would take. But that's not the conversation. The conversation is about the most valuable player. And hear me out. Aaron Rodgers has more touchdowns than him, 40 touchdowns to 36. Aaron Rodgers has thrown less picks, four to six. It's not much, but it's still less, right? Right. Aaron Rodgers, even though it's slightly, has a better QBR, 83.5 to 82.5 compared to Patrick Mahomes. And Aaron Rodgers has a better passer rating than Patrick Mahomes, 118, which I think it leads the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. To Patrick Mahomes, 110 QB rating, right? So he's better than him across the board, I would say, outside of yards. He's better than Patrick Mahomes in the stats area, the stats department, right? And he's completing 69.6% of, of, of his passes compared to Patrick Mahomes, which is 67.3, I believe, right? Right. So we've got that department. Now, I know you might bring up the record, right? The Chiefs are 14-1. and one. The Packers are eleven. Uh-huh. The Packers are eleven and three. Most likely, they'll end up twelve and three, right? So okay. The Chiefs have a better record, and they've been more dominant throughout the season. But now that's right. where the word MVP has to come in, right? Most valuable player to their okay. team. When you look right. at the Kansas City Chiefs, they have the best tight end in football by miles in Travis Kelsey. Right. By miles, it's not even close. I'm sorry. I love George Kittle, but it's Travis Kelsey. They have okay. Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest football player in the league. He's a top mm-hmm. three receiver or maybe top five, top three, top five receiver in the NFL. He has a bunch of other little Speedy Gonzalez receivers, McCall Hardman. He has Sammy Watkins, who you love, right? He's still producing, right? right? He had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I hated him for fantasy football purposes, but the kid can produce. Le'Veon Bell, right. even though the numbers aren't there, he can still be a threat somewhat to that team. And the most important piece is Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Why do I say it's the most important piece? We look back two seasons ago, I believe. Maybe last season. I forgot when it was. Last season or two seasons ago. Uh, Matt Moore had come in for the Chiefs. I think mm-hmm. um, Patrick Mahomes had gotten injured. Matt Moore came in. Matt Moore threw, I believe it was like three touchdowns in one game, four touchdowns in another, over 300 yards. He was dominant. The Chiefs won. Why did that happen? It wasn't because Matt Moore was great by any means. No. It's that the best, the greatest offensive minds right now in football, offensive minds in football, not as a coach overall, offensive minds in football are Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. No one else comes okay. close. Maybe Mike Shanahan. Or it's Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. I, yeah, that's, that's the the son. Kyle Shanahan. Maybe he does. Yeah. But I won't even put him on their level. So Patrick Mahomes has all those weapons compared to Aaron Rodgers, who I would only say has Devontae Adams as a top receiver, who's also injury prone. Aaron Jones, who's a you know, he's a great running back, but he's also injury prone as well. Their coach is Matt LaFleur, right? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. 
Um, so he, he doesn't have things on his side. They drafted a freaking quarterback in the first round. That's how bad right. management is up there in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes is benefiting from all of the weapons, not just on the field, but on the sideline as well. I, I, I don't. If you put Aaron Rodgers on the Chiefs, Aaron Rodgers would have thrown for fifty-five to sixty touchdowns this season. You can book that. Really? Wow. You can book that. And, <laughs> I, and obviously, I'm a I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan. So to talk about someone who's who he's competing against as far as the GOAT conversation, you got to give Aaron yeah. Rodgers credit. He's thrown for, for – his stats are much better with a team that's less talented than the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are the most talented – maybe out, maybe right there with the Saints, the most talented football team in, in, in the NFL. And it's not close. Okay. Are, are you done? In the infamous words of Kevin Hart, are you done? Go ahead and try. Okay. So – um, you mentioned, you know, one of our friends before, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use your own logic against you. And then you mm. can tell me how somehow I'm getting this wrong. Talk to me. We've had, you know, in our group chats or when we get together and talk some um, sports, you know, and we've brought up conversations across I'm not liking basketball, this. across football and, and not any other sport. The one argument consistently that has come from you mm. is, is he the best player on the best team? That the MVP is usually the best player on the best team. Your words, or am I wrong on that? Just a yes or no question. See. Those crickets tell See. me that I'm right. So, the record that you, that you mentioned is the difference, right? Because you're talking about stats that when you talked about the touchdowns and the, the interception, how there's like two less and the QBR and the pass percentages, those are all within fractions of each other. But when you get down to it, one player has given his team a two-game advantage um, that could easily be more. I mean, this is a team that has literally has lost one game. You're falling to the trap. You're falling right into my hands. Go ahead. Go listen, ahead. Listen. Wait, 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 wait. You made your argument. Right. So this guy, you want to say that he has better weapons, that he has this, and that he's his coach is better, whatever. Those are things that another argument that you say, you can only play who's in front of you with what you got. So it is not Patrick Mahomes is fault that Aaron Rodgers' team hasn't given him better weapons. Ultimately, this is who he suits up with, and ultimately, this is what he has produced, a team that is 14-1, who has been, even as a Pittsburgh, my Pittsburgh Steelers have had or had the best record for most of the season. Now you have the team that is in front of everybody with the best record, and he is that best player on that. To mm. add another point to that, I'm not done. Not mm. done almost, but I'm not mm. done. I have two more quick points, and then you can go back to it. Um, a couple of seasons ago, maybe like three seasons ago, a lot of those same quote-unquote weapons that you talked about from Andy Reid, to Travis Kelsey, and I even believe um, Tyreek Hill was there too. I think he was, yeah. When another quarterback named Alex Smith was the guy leading some of these same weapons. I need to see where you're going he with this. Never, never came close to doing what Patrick Mahomes Ooh. is. <laughs> and so he's there. And my last point is when you say about taking him away and how David Moore, you know, came in and was able to do something, so on and so forth. Again, I'm going to use your own logic against you. When your boy Tom Brady went down with an injury, what was it, 2000, 
2008? It was 2009. Okay. You're falling into you're falling right into my hands. Listen, Go ahead. You can please. call me crap or whatever, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that the New England Patriots still had a winning season. Yeah. Um, that his replacement was able to put, you know, a decent season together. But as you said in our last, you know, in your in our last topic, nobody is Tom Brady. Well, the fact of the matter is there is no one like Patrick Mahomes. And so when you slice it down, when you put it all together, his team is going to end up most likely with the best regular season record out of everyone great point differential and at the helm of that is that Patrick Mahomes and so you can play the what if of if this person was here what no the fact of the matter is he is the best player on the on the best team as you argue and that is why Patrick Mahomes is the MVP you know what let's not use the hypotheticals you're right you're right Vic let's not use the hypotheticals let's use facts right so you mentioned Alex Smith about how he was there and he was putting up the he wasn't putting up the numbers that Patrick Mahomes is putting up but they were winning 12 13 games every season were they not were they not in the AFC championships like every single year going up against the Patriots they made it they made it a couple yeah but they were they were they were a top dog team in the AFC with another quarterback and the same weapons. In the New York Jets, and what does that tell you? That what? That what? Repeat that again. So was Mark Sanchez and the New York Jets in competing with the, Listen, with the Patriots. And then the Jets failed to, to, to build around them. But Alex Smith has shown that he can compete in this league. And he was leading Absolutely. that team. He was leading that team to 12 win seasons, which is not easy. Why don't you go ask the Jets about that? Right, you just Absolutely. mentioned the Jets. Go ask the Jets that. about that. So let's we talked about Alex Smith, and you brought that up. It's a regular season award, by the way. Let's let's mention that right. it's a regular season award. Right. What Patrick Mahomes did in the playoffs, that ain't a part of the conversation. We're talking about the regular season. Alex right. Smith also led his team to twelve wins. Right. So we got that point. You try to trick me, bro. You try to ooh, you a little snake. <laughs> you a little snake because you brought up that point about what we talk about on our group chat, right? The best player on the best team, right? Right. I've only said that about that. I've only said that when it comes to the NBA. I've never said that about the NFL. I've never said that about the NFL. Those are two different conversations. When we look at the history of the NF- of the NBA, my point was typically what ends up happening is the best player on the best team is who ends up winning the MVP. And I obviously backed it up with stats, right? Uh, with the history of, of the MVP winners. And when it comes to the NFL, when you look at Adrian Peterson when he won the MVP, were the Vikings the best team in the NFL? Well, I'm sorry, say that again. When Adrian Peterson won the MVP over Peyton Manning, were the right. Vikings the best team in the NFL? Don't say anything. No. <laughs> There's nothing coming out, right? And the NFL is not about because if that's the case, right? The best player on the best team. Then why wasn't Big Ben in the conversation when the when the Steelers were the only team undefeated in the NFL? Like, I mean, I Big, don't know. Yeah, but that that's that's my point. And you're listen, you may be right, but when it comes to the voters, that's not what they, that's not what they look at in the NFL. In the NBA, that may be the case because the history shows that. But our argument, our argument is not based on the voters; it's on our opinion of who is the MVP and why. So I can't speak to how NFL MVP voters are going to vote. But, but you try to we, back up your point. But Don't be slick. Point, You're being slick on here. Your, on, your lo- on your logic is that the best player on the best team... Not in the NFL. For, not, but then that... Not but in that's the NFL. Been, that's not, why not, not the best player because that's never been the case in the NFL. I just showed you an example. I showed you, but I just mentioned an example of Adrian Peterson. He won MVP at that crazy season over 2000, right. over two, but he wasn't the, that wasn't the best team. It wasn't even close to being the best team. They were barely a playoff team. So that shows you that in the NFL, it isn't about, it isn't about who has a better record and who's the best player on the, on the record wise, the best team regular season in, in the NFL. That, that hasn't well, been the case be. always. 
they are, but that it can be. Oh, of course, that's a part. That's, that's a that's a part of the conversation. Obviously, it's, right? It's the part of the conversation, and the, and the NFL, and, that, and I, I would I'm going to isolate the NFL, obviously, because it's not the same for it's not the same in 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 base in basketball. Sorry, um, and I think it, we could talk about that another time with the with Major League Baseball, but in the NFL, more than any other sport, I would say. They actually do take into account the word most valuable player. Like in the NBA, we can we can say that they probably don't do that. You know what I mean? Because then LeBron James would have had more MVPs than he's had. Michael Jordan would have had more MVPs than he's had. You know what I mean? Magic Johnson or Larry Bird would have had more MVPs than they had, but they but they don't because they care about the narrative and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? All the the things that really don't matter. But in the NFL, I would say out of any other sport. They care about the word most valuable player. You take Aaron Rodgers off that team. The Packers don't exist. As much as I hate the guy as a player, not not as a man, as a player, I don't root for him. They wouldn't be anywhere. They wouldn't be anywhere. They'll be the Jets of, of the NFC without Aaron Rodgers. I can't say that about the Kansas City Chiefs because they've shown that they can compete, that they can put up points, that they can still win. Even with any other quarterback, you know what I mean. That that's all I'm saying. Again, I don't want to bash Patrick Mahomes, but right. it's not the same conversation as an NBA where you have Steve Nash, Steve Nash, winning two MVPs, but he won because his team was had for I, I guess one of them. It was because he had the best record in the NBA. Derrick Rose, 2011, he wasn't better than LeBron James. We all know that, but he won the MVP because he led. The Bulls to the best record in the NBA. That's the case in the NBA. The NFL, they care about the word most valuable player. They actually care about that word. And if we're gonna look well, at it, all, for, yeah, yeah. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that my guy, my guy, mm, your guy, putting Ooh. up the numbers. My candidate, let's call it my candidate, <laughs> is putting up the numbers that has led. His team will lead his team, barring some miracle, which I don't think it's even possible, given that there's only two weeks left in the season. Um, well, one and he, now. Already won, he already won his game. Um, is going to lead them to the best record in the league. That's all I'm saying. We're going to have to wait and see about that. You know I'm going to be right at the end of the day. Um I mean, we we we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Uh, he, he, uh, I I I'm betting on that. Aaron Rodgers will get that MVP. I don't know why I'm saying that. Ugh. Tom Brady deserves the MVP. That'll be my last point. Mm. No, but let's keep it on moving now. And uh, let's <laughs> good argument. I think argument. I think you know what. You know, I want to do this for both of us. I think we deserve a we, we deserve a a round of applause a for round that of applause. for that one. Good argument. That was a good. That was a good debate. That was a. That was some good conversation about that MVP award. We deserve a round of applause. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Give give us another one. Oh, Why not? No, just come on. Ooh, thank y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> uh, so let's keep it moving now, and then and talk some hoops. Yeah. And so, um, like you said at the beginning, December, Christmas time. Um, the NBA season obviously is back given, you know, everything, the restructuring, given the pandemic and everything, but they're back and they're off to a running start. And so, you know, we've kind of gotten the chance to see a couple of teams now play a couple of games and, you know, and we kind of just want to break down, you know, a little bit of what we've seen, you know, and what stood out so far. And so for me, you know, it's the, the one thing that kind of stood out the most over these last couple of games is the kind of clear contrast in directions between the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, yeah. they're going to be tied, you know, together in eternity because of Kevin Durant and how Kevin Durant, you know, obviously left Golden State to, chase, to, to go to Brooklyn after winning, you know, two championships with the Warriors. And man, like right now, the war, the excuse me, the Nets, man, they look tough. They look oh, yeah. tough, man. Barring any injuries, man. Like I know it's early in the season to 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 predict anything, and two games is a is a small sample size. But man, it's gonna be hard to pick 
against Brooklyn to, mm. to come out of the to come out of the East right now I'm, with Giannis and everybody else. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I rolled then, down. I rolled down on my. Uh, sorry for interrupting. I rolled down on my notes. Brooklyn Nets will win the East. Book it. I'm booking it right now. Yeah. I don't care. I'm overreacting. Listen, I can't. I can't really like knock you for booking mm. it so early in the season, but you know. But at the same time, you see Golden State. You know. Not only haven't they won a game, you know, and obviously we know that they're missing Draymond, and obviously they're not going to have Clay, you know, this season. But man, they they look far from, you know, like they fell far from grace from this team that won three championships in in four years. Yeah, and it was said to be this, you know, the next dynasty of the NBA, you know, and particularly again, aside from losing those two games. I mean, they're losing their their point differential is minus thirty. Jesus, they're averaging ninety nine points a game. The only thing, again, poetic. Going back to to uh <laughs> to the first topic, <laughs> the poetic irony of it all is that the only team scoring less than them are the beloved New York Knicks. <laughs> it's something, and so for me, it's like. As you see those two teams right now, like, what are your thoughts on like how things have played out, and you know, will Golden State ever be anything close to the Golden State that we saw a couple of years ago? I'll answer that for that question first, and my question, and my answer to that, it's going to be no, right? Um, and it's and I, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just jumping the gun here, but that team is horrible. That is a that is a yeah? bad constructed team and i know they don't have dream on but i don't like i don't know he's the engine of that team right like i agree with that he's the engine of that team but can dream on give you anything on the offensive side of the ball anymore right. like i don't think he can give you anything i think we're hyping at this point we're hyping him up too much i don't think he can give anything on the offensive side of the ball anymore then with clay thompson obviously that's a huge piece but even with clay and 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 Curry, I didn't think I th- I thought they were a borderline playoff team because of the fact that that the rest of that team is just bad. We talk about if we want to talk about the history of of, of you know with Clay and, and Curry, um, and them making the playoffs. They had a they had good teammates surrounding them. Mark Jackson, obviously, you know he built the the foundation of that of that Warriors team. He was the one that built that. You know, and they right. had they had a good player surrounding Curry and Thompson, but they don't have that anymore. They don't. So I don't know, man. I hope it works out because it sucks to see you know Curry having to go through this. I love that dude, man, as a player. Um, and, and it sucks that he he has nothing surrounding him. He has no shooters because they can't shoot. Right. Wiseman was a great pickup, right? But he can't shoot. Uh, um, right. Wiggins, he's he's a good pickup, a good piece, but he can't shoot. You know what yep. I mean? Like they don't have they don't have shooters outside of Curry. And that's that's their identity. That's what Steve Kerr has built up, this shooting team, and they don't have that anymore. Now the Brooklyn yeah. Nets, I tweeted this before the season started, right? You can go back and check the history. I said I'm an official <laughs> Brooklyn Nets fan this year. All right? So I'm not jumping on no bandwagon, right? Because before they even played, before I seen KD playing, I jumped I jumped on that boat, right? I don't care. I'm rooting for my boy for the simple reason that obviously Steve Nash is the coach. He's my favorite player of all time in basketball. Favorite player. You know this, right? So I'm rooting for the Nets. I'm rooting for them. And when you have two players that can drop 30 to 35 points on any given night, right? That's your lead right there. And then you have the rest of the team. When you take out Kyrie, you take out KD, not too long ago, they were the fifth seed in the in, in the East, which is not something to harp on, right? But they're still in the playoffs, right? They're still in the playoffs, right. a winning record. They have that that kind of like they got that chip on their shoulder. It feels like you know, what I mean, they have a good coaching staff. Not I'm not just talking about Steve Nash, right? But the rest of 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 the coaching staff, they have a, they have a good owner who's willing to spend money. And again, you have those two pieces leading the way: KD, top three player in the league, maybe second just behind LeBron. And then Kyrie, for as much as, you know, he does some weird stuff <laughs> outside of basketball, yeah. right? He's done some weird stuff. But 
when it comes to playing on the court, not as your lead man, because people can, I've seen that in the media a lot, people talking about, well, you know, he, is he going to crumble like he did in Boston? It's not the same situation. Because you look at Kyrie yeah. when he played with LeBron, who was the clear best player on that team. Kyrie handled, he took care of business in the playoffs, averaged over 25 points. And the NBA Finals against the 73-win Warriors averaged over 25 points, hit the game-winning shot. So you can trust him to be that second man on a winning team behind the second best player in basketball, KD. And he's back. KD is back. I tweeted that in the first quarter of the game. KD is back, baby. That dude is yeah, back. So I'm, 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 I'm excited. You could. It just sucks, man. Um, going back to the Warriors, it sucks to see that. It sucks to see Curry go to go through that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, and, and, and another situation that I want to talk about in the NBA, um, it's the James Harden uh, uh, talk and um, just everything that's been going on, you know, surrounding that situation, right? We look at how he pretty much sabotaged uh, um, himself uh, uh, going out there and partying, right? Exposing right. himself. There's a pandemic going on out there, and he exposed himself being in a club, whatever. I don't know where he was at, but he was somewhere partying with other people without wearing a mask. But he knew what he was doing. He right. knew what he was doing. So I don't know. I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, what what what's your take on that whole James Harden situation? Like, is he trying to like find his way out of the team? What what should happen with him? I mean, that's the the part that kind of like um, that that frustrates me. I guess a little bit as a sports fan, you know, and maybe I am showing my age and maybe I'm, you know, taking it a little too serious. You're a young man. But (laughs) still youngish, let's call it youngish. (laughs) But, you know, to me, the the part that, because if you, I know there's a lot of rumors that have been going around or things that are being circulated from, you know, about the team in general, you know, from ownership, you know, his supposed money, woes because he made a few bad investments to I've even heard that part of the reason that the relationship is soured is because of the owner's political views um whatever the case is even if let's say he's just he's you know Houston as a team that you know he's not going to win at and so he wants out to me the part that I find, you know, that that I don't like about it because I always believe a player should be able to, you know, express his voice. And if he doesn't want to be in the team, you know, so be it because, hey, at the end of the day, when owners want to cut you, they cut you, they trade you, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But come out and say it. Come out and put your name on it. Say, hey, I want out. Um, If it costs me fines, if it costs me whatever, I'm going to, come, but I'm not going to play. I'm going to show up and I'm not going to play. Um, if he were to go about it just that straightforward, to me, at least I find it more honorable and respectable. But going the sabotage route that you talked about where he is not only, you know, sabotaging potentially his team, but he's potentially sabotaging his health, the health around other people. And if he were to have been allowed inside the building, put the health of his teammates and his teammates' families. And I think that that's the point where, to me, it's like a little too much. You want out? Man, just come out and say it. Be like, hey, I want out of this city. I want out of this team for X reason or without even giving a reason. But to put, to put yourself, your health at risk, and again, the, res- the, 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 uh, the health of others, to me, that just sounds a little selfish. Um, and it's the part that, to me, even if I see him as obviously a great basketball player or at least an offensive basketball player, if I'm a GM out there, and maybe I'm I'm by myself on this one, but if I see him and I'm like, man, do I want to bring that into my team? Because the moment that he's not happy here, What's to stop him from sabotaging what we do, what we're doing, what we're trying to build? Yeah. You know, and so for me, that's the thing is like just, you know, essentially just man up and just be like, hey, I want out of here at, you know, whatever cost. I'm just going to sit down, but don't play with your health and the health of other people, more importantly, just by, by you know, essentially just doing whatever you want yeah. to, to force your way out. 
that's my thing with that whole situation. Yeah, for me, it's like I, I just feel like I'm with him from the from the standpoint of I get you want to get to a, a, a team that's ready to win now because that team is not going to win anything. They're just not going right. to do it, right? I'm only with him from that standpoint. Now, he's he's mad at the wrong people, right? He's aiming his anger at the wrong people. He should be mad at himself. You wanted Chris Paul. You got Chris Paul. Right. It didn't work out, right? They could have beaten the Warriors, right? They had them going to game seven. They had a chance, but they missed like 27 straight shots. Like, right. whatever. And and then, obviously, Chris Paul didn't play in that game seven. So maybe they could have won, right? Maybe they could have won that game seven, and they would have been the Cavs, right? Because either team, I think, would have beaten the Cavs. But that didn't right. happen, right? So then you have a fallout with Chris Paul. You want him out. You want Russell Westbrook. They bring in Russell Westbrook. They make it happen. Now, the same thing is happening once again. You have a fallout with Russell Westbrook. You want him out, right? You want him out. You want him shipped out. They bring in John Wall. But then when everything is happening, you say, I don't think I want this anymore. What happened was because of you. First of all, I don't think they should have gotten rid of of CP3. CP3 is a better player than Westbrook, especially in the playoffs. So they shouldn't have gotten rid of him, but they got rid of CP3 because of you. So everything right. that happened, they made that team a a, 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 a three-point shooting team first because that's what you wanted. They got rid of all the big men in the team. They started playing small ball because you signed up for that. They wouldn't have done that if it, if it wasn't for you agreeing with that, right? So everything that happened on that team was because of you. So that anger that he has or that, you know, rebelling against the team, he should be mad at himself because all that happened yeah. because of him. Now, all that being said, I will still take him on a team because the guy, just like KD, just like Kyrie, we talked about them. He can drop 30 while he's sleeping. And like the guy is that good. Arguably the best scorer in the, in the league right now. So like I could still use that. Obviously in the playoffs has been a little bit different, but if I could have him as a, as a second option, I don't know how that's going to work because I, my memory right now, all I can remember is Harden going ISO. I, I don't remember anything else, but like, it's like, come on, like a dude that can average 30 so easily, like he should be someone that's valuable, but yet it's not working out with anyone. It's not working out. CP3, Westbrook, doesn't matter what coach you bring up, it's not going to work out, right? Like that's the, that's the vibe I get when I think of James Harden. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that's the reason, on top of the attitude, and, and I neglected to mention, and, and you did a wonderful job of doing that, that's the, the second reason why I wouldn't want him if I if I am a, a GM, if I'm a coach, or if I'm even a player. Because, yes, he's gifted um, as an offensive scorer, but that's pretty much all he brings to the table. And then you, you have to ask yourself, he brings that, but at what cost? Because yeah. you figure that he is either at his um, peak, you know, or close. Like, he's, I think... You know, not that his better days are behind him, but how much of that full potential is left? And yeah. if you bring him in and you get him to score, but then he messes like with the chemistry of your team, or like I said before, if he arrives at that team and then all of a sudden, you know, he isn't getting enough minutes, or they don't, he doesn't like the the, the practice schedule, that, and he becomes unhappy, then what's to stop him from sabotaging everything again? Exactly. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, he brings points, but what does he like? What is the negative that he brings? And in the end, are those 30 points going to be enough to overcome everything else? And I just don't see it. I don't see it in a situation where no matter where, what team decides that, you know, they want to take a chance on him, yeah. I don't see see him being unless he changes obviously a lot of things the way he plays first and foremost and now based on what we're hearing some of his attitude issues I don't see him being a a focal point or a pivotal player in the championship team I think that the most you're going to get is what you got in Houston in in the best days where he'll score he might win an MVP uh, you might make it into you'll, you'll make it into the playoffs but yo, you won't you won't come out of your conference, especially the way that you see that right now in both the West with the Lakers and now in the East with either you know the rise of Brooklyn or Milwaukee or even Miami. 
Like, unless he joins one of those teams and is, and is able to, like, make those adjustments, who is he going to join that's actually going to make a difference? That I'm with you. And it's so infuriating, too, because it's not, it's not like we're talking about just some – some basketball player, like we're talking about a dude like you mentioned, can averages thirty, just average thirty six yeah. season, thirty six points per game. I think it was last season or the season before. Like, come on, like right. that's who we're talking about. And yet, here we are, questioning whether he can be, you know, like if he can be valuable to a championship team. Like that's crazy, yeah. bro. It is, man. It definitely is. I don't know, but that, that 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 situation is getting uglier by the day. Um, hopefully, it works out. I was one of those that said uh, trade him to Brooklyn. I want him in Brooklyn. I, I don't think yeah. I want him in Brooklyn. I like what no, I see in I, Brooklyn. In the beginning, I I wouldn't get him. I wouldn't trade for him in Brooklyn or any of these other teams that are like coming out as like potential suitors or potential teams that he's willing to be traded to. I I wouldn't trade him. In, I wouldn't trade for him. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm with you. Why don't Why don't I give us another round of applause for such a great, such a great episode? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can stop now. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Yeah, man. The latest edition of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. And as we wrap up, we just want to take a minute and really just you know say thank you. Um, we really do want to say thank you to everybody. Um, that's been riding with us as uh, we retooled, rebranded, basically restarted this whole um, thing. And so we want to say thank you for listening to us, for sharing your thoughts with us, for growing with us um, as we look forward to 2021 and keep doing our thing. Um, as always, we want to tell you to uh, go to whatever podcast platform you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff and just, you know, give us a listen, subscribe, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, all that good stuff as we continue to grow into 2021. Yeah, man. I really want to stress that. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You, the listener, thank you for sticking with us this year. Um, we're going to get better. Um, we're going to keep improving. Um, we, we enjoy doing this. We love doing this and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So make sure to check us out on social media, comment, share, be a part of the conversation. Um, Join us. So we'll see you on the next episode of the Bullet Bit Chat Podcast. Vic. Juan. Yeah, brother. Peace out. Peace out. Everybody stay blessed, stay safe, and we'll see you in 2021. Happy New Year's. That's a wrap for today's episode.